0: All right, who's ready to get into the sermon? All right, let's do it. Um, this is part four of the Beyond series, um, and I'm I'm real excited about this day, uh, this sermon. This is kind of a unique sermon. This is a little bit off the beaten track of what we've been talking about. Um, but I was thinking this week about um, something I used to hear when 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 I was a kid. I, I uh, we left St. Louis when I was a young, real young kid, and we moved to a small blue collar manufacturing town called Lancaster Ohio or if you're from there you would just say Lancaster you just Lancaster Ohio Um, and there's uh, there was an anchor hawking glass company there a manufacturer there so if you have glasses at your home look on the bottom you may see a little anchor on the bottom of your glass that's because it was made in Lancaster Ohio at the anchor hawking glass so this town was a very blue-collar town Everybody there worked either in the, in the factories or in the fields or on the farms. Everybody there was like a blue collar. I'm sure there were some that weren't, but everybody that I knew uh, were blue collar. My dad was a pastor there, and it was just a bunch of folks that were hard working, and they worked real hard, and their hands were calloused, and they were, you know, they were hardworking folk. And I heard a phrase from that group of people um, as they would describe themselves at the end of the week. And the phrase af- that they would use to describe themselves after a hard, long week was the phrase, bone tired. Anybody ever heard that phrase? Bone? Has anybody ever been bone tired? Bone tired is when like, you have been working so hard that your bones feel tired. Like, Have you ever been so tired that you hurt? That it hurts, you know, like you just you just start to feel grumpy because you're hurting because you're so tired right the, the good thing is, bone tired has a remedy it's called sleep <laughs> you go to sleep and you and you're not bone tired anymore like I remember there was a time when I was living in Los Angeles and I was working as a as a production assistant and I was running and gunning at all hours of the day and night and I was bone tired and I remember I, I actually went to the gym one day and I was tired but I was like I gotta go to the gym so I go to the gym I'm on the treadmill now some of y'all won't believe this but this truly happened I was on the treadmill and I'm tired and I'm running on the treadmill and I don't even know if this is physiologically possible but it did happen to me I'm running on the treadmill and I fell asleep (laughs) while jogging on the treadmill is that even possible is there anybody in the I mean I literally and the reason I know is because I was on the treadmill and the next thing I know, I was off the treadmill. And I was like, what just happened? And everybody else was looking at me like, what just happened? And I said, you know, I think I'm going to go home and sleep for about 14 hours right now. Because I was bone tired, you know. When little kids get bone tired, they just knock out. They just knock, wherever they are, they just, I, I when we come home late from an event, I'm fishing kids out of the back of the minivan. I'm like going to the back and I'm throwing them over my shoulder and I'm carrying these kids up the stairs and they don't even wake. They just just flop around. They're just, they're bone tired and their body says, you got to sleep. I saw a little kid the other day in a stroller and this little kid was like bent in the funkiest positions and I was thinking like, does this kid need to be straightened out? The mom's like, no, he's sleeping and that's just the way he sleeps. Bone tired, right? The remedy for bone tired is sleep. But there's another kind of tired That sleep does not heal. It's the kind of tired that you have when you've been carrying some weight for too long and you've been carrying some emotional weight, you've been carrying some spiritual weight for too long, and I call this tired soul tired. Has anybody ever been soul tired? Soul tired is when you can sleep all day and you wake up and you're still soul tired. You, you can, you can sit down on the couch and watch TV for 12 hours and you get up and you're just as tired as you were when you sat down because rest does not, does not heal the soul tired, that, that soul fatigue, that soul exhaustion that we sometimes feel. I spoke to a young woman a few weeks ago who is seeking the Lord for a spouse. And she has been seeking the Lord for a spouse for a very long time. And she's praying and doing everything she knows to do and reading the scripture and doing. And yet nobody is, is coming, you know, in front of her that is right for her. And she feels exhausted and depleted. Not because she's physically working, but because there's this longing, right, that she's carrying that isn't being satisfied. And it made her soul tired. I spoke with a student not long ago, a WashU student who, new student, just started at WashU and is already experiencing all of these new things, all of these new people, all of this new environment, moved in from out of town, all different kinds of newness, all this change, all this transition, and, and is just overwhelmed, overwhelmed by stress and anxiety, and is tired, is just like fatigued in his soul because of this burden that he's carrying. I know that there are people here today who you're in a relationship. And the kind of relationship that you're in right now is not a healthy and happy relationship. There's fighting, there's conflict, there's unhealthy conflict, and, and it's, it's constant. And you're going, man, this is exhausting. Have you ever just... You don't have to raise your hand, actually. Just keep your hand up. Um, <laughs> Have you ever just been in a state of conflict with somebody for so long that you're just like, you know what? I don't even want to fight anymore. I don't even know why we're fighting. I don't even care. You just check out because you're just so tired. You're just exhausted from it. Um, there was a family that I spoke to. This is a couple months ago. They have kids that are special needs. They have, their kids have special needs. And the husband was telling me, he's like, there's nowhere or no situation that is not exhausting for us. And this is a guy who loves his kids. Okay, so he's not being, like, complaining and being a jerk. He's saying, like, if we go out with the kids, it's exhausting. If we are at home with the kids, it's exhausting. Like, the only time it's not exhausting is when I'm away with the ki- from the kids, but then I feel like I need to be with the kids, so that's exhausting because I'm strained in, in, you know, where I am versus where I need to be, and so, like, I'm just totally exhausted the whole time. That's soul-tired. Jesus knows about soul-tired. In fact, he, in, in the book of Matthew, which I'm going to read in a minute, he gathered some of his disciples together and some of the people that had been following him. And what he, know, what he knew, what he noticed about them is that they were so tired. They were fatigued. John the Baptist, Jesus' his cousin, had just been arrested and put in prison. The disciples had been sent out to preach and teach the gospel. And, and they were coming back, and many of them had been rejected. They had been homeless. They had been uh, imprisoned at some of them. They had been thrown out of towns. They had been laughed at, mocked, and they were tired. And so Jesus is looking out around this group of people, people just like you and me. I mean, people, just regular folk working, going to school, doing their thing just like us. And Jesus uttered a a phrase that many of you know, but I want to get deeper into it today in Matthew chapter 11. This is what he said. He said, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. If you're old King James, you're going to say heavy laden, weary and heavy laden. And I, he said, will give you rest, not sleep for your physical. I'm going to give you rest, he said. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. Let me just pause. This is a separate sermon, but I want to pause. Gentle doesn't mean weak. Gentle means restrained power. Gentle means strong but under control. He's saying, I'm gentle, which means I'm not going to be harsh to you, but I'm strong, which means I can help you. I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your what? For your soul, some of you who are soul tired will find rest for your souls. And they said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I want to preach for just a few moments. I know you're already thinking you already preached for a few moments. I want to preach for a few more moments on the topic, rest for the weary. Rest for the weary. researchers over the past several years have been discovering the effects of lack of sleep. Lack of sleep is a very big problem. If you are not getting proper sleep, you need to get proper sleep. Um, I'm deeply committed to proper sleep. I like sleeping right. And so, uh, you know, if you don't get proper sleep, a lot of bad things happen. I'm going to give you a quick little list that I, that I researched about things that happen to you if you're not getting proper sleep. Okay, See if you can find yourself anywhere in here. Number one, aching muscles, mental confusion, memory lapses, depression, development of false memories, hallucinations, hand tremors, headaches, periorbital puffiness, commonly known as bags under the eyes. Some of us just have that genetically, so that's okay. Increased blood pressure, increased stress hormone cortisol levels, Increased risk of diabetes, lowering of immunity, increased susceptibility to illness, increased risk of fibromyalgia, irritability, nystagmus, that's the rapid involuntary rhythmic eye movement. Have you ever had that? Where your eye just is like twitching and you're like, that's really embarrassing. I don't know how to stop that. You need some sleep. Obesity, seizures, temper tantrums in children and sometimes adults, Um, violent behavior, mania, and then other symptoms similar to attention deficit, hyperactivity disorder, psychosis, and depersonalization disorder. In other words, a lot of bad things can happen if you aren't getting your sleep, okay? And what's fascinating is that the, the, the scientists and researchers who study this basically say for you to be healthy, there's three components. Number one, what you put in. What you put in, right? What you, your nourishment that you put in. Number two, what you put out, the physical movement, the exercise, the the strain, the the stress, that's important, right? But the third one, and the one that's often overlooked, is rest. You actually have to rest in order to recover. What is true of the body is also true of the spirit. We are healthy depending on what we put in. Right now, we're putting good stuff in, okay? Y'all are getting some good grub today, right now. This is a good meal. We're putting something good in, but we got to be careful because if we put a bunch of other stuff in that counteracts the good stuff that you're putting in. Right. If I eat salad, but then I have some Twinkies, the Twinkies are overriding the salad. Okay, so if you're putting the word of the Lord in and then you're going and spending a bunch of time absorbing a bunch of nonsense, then it's going to set you off track. Okay, it won't keep you on track. So what you put in number two, what you put out, you know, you actually need to exert. You need to exert energy. You need to exert strength You need, in order to stay healthy. Your bones and your muscles need that, right? But spiritually, you also need that. You need to be serving. You need to be giving. You need to be stretching. You need to be praying. You need to be doing things where you are doing something on behalf of somebody else, right? So we know this. What you put in, what you put out. But the third one is just as important. Rest. Spiritually, you need rest. Spiritually, you need to, to be able to Uh, Find rest in your soul. You need to be able to say, God, I'm, I'm not, I am not restful in you. I'm not resting in you. I am wrestling with myself. I am trying to do things on my own. I'm not relying upon you. I'm relying on me and I'm tired, right? Here, here are just a few things that can disrupt your rest in Christ. A few things. See if any of these apply to you. Number one, major life changes. If any of you right now are going through major life changes, you just moved, you just started a new job, just got fired, just started a new school, you're just leaving a new school, you're in, entering a relationship, you're exiting a relationship, whatever that is, those can be very stressful. Those can tax you, those can weigh you down. One, one year, Rebecca and I, when we first got together, um, I graduated from law school. We got married, we moved, I started a new job, we got a new house, and we had a baby. And there was a couple other things the camera with, but I got to tell you, I was a little depleted after that. And she was even more depleted. You, she had the baby, not me. I just was there cheering her on. Like, you got this. So, but you have a lot of major life changes. It can be exhausting emotionally. Number two is financial uncertainty. If your money is messed up, if you are out of control financially, if you're being crushed by debt, that's a weight that you are carrying. And it will, it will exhaust you spiritually. It will exhaust you emotionally. Number, uh, number three, unhealthy conflict. I mentioned this already. But if you are not experiencing, there's, I, I won't get into this. This is a marriage, but this is a little little hint. Um, there's a guy named John Gottman that talks about the, the, the ratio of positive to negative interactions that you need to have in a relationship in order for it to not be exhausting. And the ratio is five to one. So every negative interaction that you have, every time you get in a fight with somebody, every time you start getting in a squabble, you need five positives because the negative weighs heavier than the positives, right? So you need those positives, you need five positives to outweigh the negative so that you're balanced, okay? So anyway, unhealthy conflict will wear you out. Number four, chronic medical condition. Anybody that you know who's been sick for a long time, they can get very depleted emotionally and spiritually. Even if the medical condition itself is not exhausting, physically, it's exhausting spiritually. Number five, overcommitment. How many of y'all say yes to things that you should say no to? Some of you should say yes to this, but you're not saying yes to it. So that'll help you to not say yes to other things. Okay, overcommitment. Number six, loneliness. Loneliness is exhausting. It's exhausting for your soul to feel isolated and alone. It's terribly exhausting. And there's nothing physically exhausting about it. It's just spiritually exhausting when you feel alone. And number seven, a lack of a sense of purpose. When you don't know where you're going, when you don't have direction, it's exhausting. Because you're going down bad paths. You're going down distractions. And you just don't know. Like It's exhausting because you're tired. Because you're going down the wrong path. You have to keep trying to find the right path. So those are some of the things that can make you exhausted spiritually. When Jesus said, um, come to me all you who are weary and heavy laden and burdened, here's what he meant. Weary, the word that he used there, um, I'm not even going to try to pronounce these in in the Greek. Kapiontes, I believe is the way you say that. It's exhausting labor, worn out, depleted. Some of you are exhausted and depleted, and he said those who are weary, and then heavy laden or burdened, Uh, I'm definitely not going to try to pronounce that one. That one's exhausting just to look at. Um, Overloaded, weighted down, packed. So here's what he's saying. He's saying it's not hard to carry something light for a long time. And it's not hard to carry something heavy for a short time. But many of you are overly packed. You're burdened, right? You're carrying something that's too heavy. And you're weary, meaning you've been carrying it for a very long time. Some of us today are carrying things that are heavy on us. And we've been carrying them alone for a long time. I'm going to give you an example. Now, I don't, I'm not 100% sure that I can do this. Let's just see if we can. This is our prop for the, for the day. Okay. This is heavy. All right. This is heavy. If I pick this up. I'm going to be heavily burdened. Okay? I think I can do it. Okay, I got it. This is heavy. Now, I can carry this heavy thing for a short time. But the longer I keep this thing on my back, the more burdened I am going to be. The more weary I'm going to be. Some of us today are carrying heavy things. And we've been carrying them for a long time. Some of, them are, some of you today are saying, I have been lonely for so long. I have been lonely for so long and I've been carrying this loneliness upon me for so long that I'm getting tired. I'm getting depleted. I'm getting weak. Some of you have had financial uncertainty for so long. You have been under debt for so long that you are starting to feel crushed by the debt that you're experiencing. You're just feeling it. Some of you have had so many changes in your life, and you actually don't see the end of the tunnel. You're, you're like, all I see is more change, and I don't see anything getting easier, and I'm, 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 I'm burdened. This is heavy. This is a struggle for me to carry. This is difficult for me to carry, and I'm starting to get depleted and worn out, right? Right? All of us here today know what this is like. Maybe you're in a relationship and it's just been conflict. It's not five to one. It's like one to one. Or it's one to zero. It's like every time we talk, it's a fight. It's a struggle. It's a difficulty. Every time my children and I interact, man, it's tough. The kid will not listen to me, right? I don't know what to do with this child. Or you have that child that you just are trying to help and train and everything's going wrong with that child, right? Right? Or you're trying to get into a relationship. Whatever it is, it's heavy and you're carrying it for a long time. And eventually it just weighs you down. It just weighs you down. And you just, eventually you're just like, I just want out from under this thing. I I just want out from under it because I can't carry it anymore. And the thing is, the thing that you're carrying, you can't just get out from under. Because if you do, it's actually going to get worse. you say, you know what, I give up on my finances. It's going to get worse. I give up on a relationship. It's going to get worse. I give up on my job. I give up on my school. I quit. It's going to get worse. But we're tempted to go, I just, I can't do it. And we're just going to drop it and get rid of it like that. That's what happens when we are weary and heavy laden. When we're weary and heavy laden, we're tempted to quit. We're tempted to give up. We're tempted to say, I just, I cannot carry it anymore. But Jesus says, come to me, all you who are burdened and heavy laden and weary, come to me and I will give you rest. Now, if you're me or you and you're carrying a weight this morning, you're going, okay, so how does that even, how would I even come to you and how are you going to give me rest? I, I don't. How's that even going to happen? Like, what does that even mean? How will you give me rest? Like, what are you going to do that's going to give me rest? Because the thing that I'm struggling with is here, now, present, and you are, what will, I don't even know what that means. How do I, how do, I do that? Jesus says something that's fascinating. Because the next line in, in verse 29, he says, here's how I'm going to do it. Take my yoke upon you. Take my yoke upon you. Now, We live in St. Louis, and those of us are online and live in different places, but many of us live in St. Louis, and we don't have lots of interactions with yolks. Anybody have very many interactions with yolks (laughs) Besides eggs, but I think that's spelled differently. Different thing. Or maybe the same. Anyway, uh, we don't have a lot of interaction with yolk, and so we go, well, what is that, Lord? I mean, Jesus' people did, because they were all farmers, so they knew what he was talking about, right? So I want to translate what he was saying. In that day, to what this means in our day, okay? Because when he was talking to these farmers, they they formed a mental image. And the mental image they would have formed is something like this. A yoke. This is a yoke. A yoke is what you put over the head of an oxen, and then you put the reins on that yoke, and then you tell the oxen to go forward, and you got to plow the field, Okay? That's what that is. So the oxen pulls against the yoke, and he's pulling against the yoke, and he's plowing up the field, right? And Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. So they go, oh, okay, I get this, you know, kind of, but like I'm carrying my own yoke, like I'm carrying my own stuff, right? But what's interesting is the word that Jesus used is not a single yoke. It's a yoke that means this. This is the kind of yoke that Jesus was talking about. A double yoke. And the way a double yoke works is you put two oxen on there, right? And when you've got two oxen, now things get a lot easier. Jesus is saying, I'm not telling you you won't struggle. I'm not telling you that you won't have relationship challenges. I'm not telling you that you won't have financial challenges. I'm not telling you won't have career challenges. I'm not telling you that you won't have challenges with your kids. I won't, I'm won't. i not telling you that, that you're never going to feel lonely. What I'm going to tell you is that if you will get up under my yoke, I will be there with you. I'm going to walk through that field with you because you're trying to plow the field of loneliness by yourself. You're trying to plow the field of, of parenting by yourself. You're trying to plow the field of financial, financial commitments by yourself. Jesus is saying, you're exhausting yourself because the burden is too great. And you're weary and you're heavy laden, but here's how I'm going to give you rest. I'm going to get up under the yoke with you. Take my yoke. Let's get under the yoke together. Because when I am with you, helping you plow the field field gets plowed a lot faster I was at the beginning of this sermon I was scanning the crowd to think okay who can help me with this sermon illustration and then my eyes landed on one of my favorite college wrestlers of all time Lee Furnace is in the second row Lee could you come up here for just a moment could you just come up here oh Lee oh God love Lee Furness come on up here You even have a wrestling t-shirt on, don't you? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Lee. Lee. I'm playing me. And you're playing Jesus. All right. If you don't know Lee, you got to meet Lee. Okay. I've got burdens that I need to carry. And you know what they are, right? I'm carrying all these burdens. But I'm tired of carrying them by myself. What Jesus is saying is, hey, why don't, why don't you let me help you carry those? So let's just see what it, what it feels like if both of us get up onto this show. All right? So I think we can, I think, oh, man, it's already feeling lighter. Go ahead and put that over your shoulder. Lee. There we go. Here, come over close to me. Come over close to me. There we go. Now, oh, man, I can almost like, just almost just like duck out from under it all together. <laughs> see here. <laughs> see here's the thing. Right now, this 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 does not feel burdensome to me. It does not feel burdensome to me. I could carry this yoke for a long time. You could. With you and me carrying this together, I feel like we could carry this for a very very long time. Right. So what Jesus is saying is like, look, why don't you and I just get up under the same yoke? Because everything that's happening now is not burdensome to me it's still a yoke but my yoke is easy and my burden is light why because you got two people under the yoke and one of the people under the yoke is very powerful talking about jesus amen let's put it down you just you can just walk around with that thing all right man praise god Lee (laughs) furnace. So here's, here's what, here's what Jesus is trying to show us this morning. He's trying to say, look, when you get up under my yoke, when you get under my yoke, when you put, when you stop trying to do it yourself, when you stop trying to carry it all yourself, when you stop trying to do it all yourself, here's what I'm going to take. Here's where I'm going to take you. I'm going to take you beyond self-reliance all the way to intimate relationship. I'm going to take you beyond self-reliance. Man, I'm just grinding this thing out on my own. I'm just struggling through this thing on my own. To relationship. You, know, you notice how when two people are under the yoke, we're close. You saw that, right? We're close. Now that, what that means is when I'm feeling burdened, he's feeling what I'm feeling. When I'm feeling joy, he's feeling joy. When I'm feeling pain, he's feeling pain. When I'm feeling uh, worry, he's feeling worry. He's feeling my worry, right? But we're supporting each other. Jesus is saying, look, if you will be under my yoke, you will be in relationship with me. And when you are in relationship with somebody, that just takes the burden off. That just takes the load off. If you ever go to the gym and you need to lift something heavy, what you do is you find a complete stranger and you say, hey, would you spot me? Would you spot me? That's what you say. And what you're doing in that moment is you're inviting that person, that complete stranger into a pretty intimate situation because you're about to put yourself under some weight that could crush you if they don't help you. Right. So you're saying, Hey, I'm about, I'm about to ask you to do something that I hope you can do. Right. Jesus is saying, I want that kind of relationship. I'll be your spotter. I'm going to be right there with you. Now I'm going to let you, I'm gonna let you carry some stuff because I want you to get stronger. Right. But I'm gonna let you carry some stuff. But I don't want you to worry because you're not going to drop it. You're not going to fail because I'm with you the whole time. Right. That's what a spotter does. A spotter says, look, when you have a spotter, you have greater confidence. You have greater confidence because you know that whatever that burden is you're carrying is not going to crush you. God is saying to somebody today, I want, I want you to move beyond self-reliance to intimate Relationship. The way, that, the way they would do this in the first century is they would put one oxen side by side with the other, and those two oxen would start to, to, to connect. They would start to form a, a relationship that made it a very compatible way to do work because these two oxen would start to understand each other, start understand each other's rhythm, understand each other's movements, understand when each other's tired. That's what Jesus is saying. The second thing that happens when you get under his yoke is he moves you beyond distraction to clear direction now get this okay this is important when you put an inexperienced ox under a yoke with an experienced ox that inexperienced ox which is gonna like wanna like wander around and go eat grass and and go sip water and sit down and right you put him under a yoke with an experienced oxen right and now this experienced oxen is showing the the younger one direction is giving the younger one direction and saying, this is how we do it. We walk straight down this line, and we turn around, we come straight back this line, we go straight. So now this younger ox is now no longer being distracted. They're starting to experience direction. Can i just tell somebody today if you will get up under jesus's yoke all this craziness in your life all this purposelessness in your life all the distractions that are making you crazy and wearing you out and stressing you out and you are you are beat up from the feet up because you're running down every different direction and you get under jesus's yoke now you get on a path somebody needs to get this today you get on a path and that path becomes productive because you're walking alongside with Jesus. I'll give you one quick story on this. I, I used to work, when I was a kid, I worked at a place called Lenox Heating and Cooling. And, and, and it was a, I did sheet metal, I worked sheet metal. And there were only two guys in the shop, me and this old guy named Jack. And this, this, this shop had this huge metal press. And if you put your finger in the metal press at the wrong moment, you did something wrong, you got distracted, man, mm, it was bad. It would snap your finger off like real quick. So, so what this guy's job was, was to give me direction. And he gave me a lot of direction. Brent, go do this. Brent, stop doing that. Brent, come over here. Brent, press this. Brent, go to lunch. Brent, come back from lunch, right? Go home. Get back here early tomorrow. You were late, right? All he did was give me direction, right? But that they put the old guy with the young guy because they were trying to get the young guy to do what the old guy could do, right? They're trying to give the young guy some direction. So what Jesus is saying is like, get under my yoke, because not only will you have a relationship with me, but I'll show you which way to go. Learn from me, he said, right? Learn from me, meaning I'll teach you, I'll show you, I'll give you the right direction. Some of us need to do that today. We need to say, God, I need to get under your yoke because I'm running wild through the field. Come on, somebody. I'm running wild through the field. I'm wearing myself out. I'm wearing everybody else out. I know I'm wearing you out, and I need to get some direction. Does that hit in somebody today? I know you don't raise your hand for that one, but praise God. And the last one is this, and I'm going to close. He wants to move you beyond follower to leader. He wants to move you beyond follower to leader. Let me explain this. Listen to this. When they take a young wild oxen and they put that young oxen with the older one, the young one starts to learn. We just discussed that, right? And when the young one gets to a point where the young one understands what's going on and how to do this and gets committed and gets steady and gets reliable. Then they take the young one out from under the old one and they take a younger one and they put it with the one that they just trained. Because now the young one is a trainer, a leader, not a follower, right? What Jesus is saying is, come and learn from me, but don't don't learn from me just to be full of knowledge. Learn from me so that you can instruct somebody else. I want you to learn from me so that you can be the body of Christ, church, somebody. You can be the body of Christ so that when people come up under the body of Christ... They learn how to walk with Jesus, because now you're Jesus. You are the hands and the feet, the cells and the membranes of Jesus. You are the muscles and the tendons of Jesus, the body of Christ. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You now are the lead ox, and you got these young oxen coming up under, and you are moving forward and teaching somebody else. He wants to move you beyond follower to leader. There's a young man who is actually running slides at the Shaw campus right now. His name's Shawn Michael. Shawn Michael. At the Shaw campus. Shawn Michael is 11 years old. 11 years old. And a few weeks ago, most of you don't even know this, a few weeks ago, the internet went out at the Shaw campus. During service. Just went out. Don't know what happened? Something happened. Went out. Which means that the live stream of this service going into Shaw was compromised. Meaning that the sermon wasn't going wasn't gonna to go. Meaning that Pastor Mark was like, what am I going to preach this morning? About five minutes before church. Okay? And while everybody's running around scrambling trying to figure out how to get everything situated, this young man, 11 years old, Shawn Michael, had just been trained that Sunday on how to run the slides. You know, you know, you know when the slides have to move forward and all that. And it's kind of tricky because your timing's gotta be right. And if you mess up, everybody sees it, okay? So Shawn Michael was just being trained and the person who was training him, Abigail, was, had to run out to try to figure out what's going on with the internet. So like, everything was, nobody was back there to handle things. And I wasn't there, but I found out later that Shawn Michael just said, okay, well, I've already been trained like 15 minutes ago. I'm just going to sh- run the operation right here. And so Shawn Michael ran the slides during the service and nobody even knew that he was back there doing that. They just assumed like everything is going right. This 11-year-old trainee is running it by himself, is walking down the field by himself, right? I guarantee you in a month, Shawn Michael's going to be training somebody else. That's how the body of Christ works. The body of Christ works when we get up under Jesus' yoke. Oh, we get rest. We get rest because now it's not so heavy. And we learn how to do it. And we walk this Christian life out year after year. Now we fumble, we stumble, and Jesus, under the same yoke, says, Hey, I got you. Come on. Get back up here. Let's keep going. Right? You keep going. Over time, you get good at it. You get strong at it. And then you become the body of Christ for somebody else. Jesus is calling one family church to not be followers, but to be leaders. To not to move from just getting rest to being a source of renewal and revival in this city. To to go from from standing back and, and questioning and being directionless to giving focus and clarity and purpose and direction to the men and women and children of this city. God is calling us to this. He wants us to move beyond where we are and into where he has for us. And he wants that for each and every one of us. And he wants it for us collectively. And his promise is this. He is able to do abundantly, above and beyond all that you could ever ask or imagine by the power that works in you to the glory of Jesus Christ and to the church forever and ever. To all generations. Amen. Let's pray. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you. You are so good. You are so good. I pray for every person who is so weary this morning. That they would find rest in you. That they would find rest through intimate relationship with you. God, move us beyond where we are struggling on our own, plowing the fields of our life on our own. Move us under your yoke. Let us be jointly yoked with you so that we can learn from you, so that we can find rest for our soul and ultimately, God, so that we can bring others under the yoke, the light yoke, the easy yoke of following you. And let us, Lord, take the lead here in this city and beyond by your power by your grace and most importantly to your glory we pray this in jesus name and everybody said amen 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 everybody i want to invite you to (laughs) our worship singers are like what do i do with this yoke now you're all good yeah yeah. she's gonna she's gonna carry that off the stage um i want to invite you to to uh worship with us as we close um Take a moment. Uh, let us know how we can serve you. We have a QR code on the back of your chair, um, and on the and on the uh, and on the screen. Man, Andre, come on, Charles, come on! Wow, my lord, um, I lost my track, my train of thought. Okay, so we got a QR code. If you want to work out with us. Um, You can feel, no. uh, If you want uh, to to participate in anything at One Family Church, if you want to make a commitment to follow Jesus, some of you need to get up under his yoke today. Would you just not be scared anymore and not be anxious and nervous about it? Would you just say, I want to follow him? I want to be a part. I want to get under his yoke. I'm tired. I'm tired of carrying it all on my own. Would you do that? And, and you can just let us know. Put that on your, on your connection card, on the QR code. Just, you could literally say, I'm tired. And we'll know what you mean. And we'll reach out to you this week and help you get closer to Jesus, draw closer to God, closer to one another in love. Um, if you're here today and this is your church home, we invite you to give. We invite you to participate through your generosity and be a part of expanding his mission. If you're a guest or a visitor, like I said, please don't feel any obligation in that department. We, we, that, we that are committed here are committed in every way. Our, we're yoked to Jesus in our heart, soul, mind, finances, relationship, work, job, everything. And so we're committed to this. If that's you, then we invite you to give. You can do that on the QR code. Uh, and there's a number of different ways you can do that online. Uh, if you need prayer today, Many of you need to just take the moment and go, God, I need, I need you. We have a prayer team that meets right in that side auditorium immediately after service. And I invite you to go. They'll pray with you. Whatever burden you're carrying, let somebody carry it with you. Do not carry the burden on your own. Let another follower of Jesus, a brother or sister in Christ, get up under that yoke with you and say, hey, we're here for you. All right? In that room, on this, as you go out, there's a prayer room. Great people in there. And you can also take communion there. Communion is when we say, Jesus, actually, you ended up carrying the whole thing. Right, you put, you put the whole thing up on your shoulders, and you walked up this hill called Galgotha. and you carried that thing all the way up there, right? And then you carried all my burden, you carried all my shame, carried all my pain, carried all my sickness up on that hill. And now I'm just remembering that and thanking you for that. You can take the bread and the cup, it's in the prayer room, and, and remember the sacrifice that Jesus uh, made on your behalf. Before you leave, um, and we're gonna sing in just a moment, but don't feel in a rush to get out of here. You know, there's coffee out there. There's, there's donut holes and there's gluten-free stuff out there too. Like, feel free to just hang and let us serve you and just get to know people and relax and, um, and, and find rest by finding brothers and sisters that will help you carry the burden. You don't have to carry it on your own. Amen? I don't want to preach this sermon all over again, so let's all stand. Amen. And then let's sing together as we close our service. Amen.